Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now. Headlines are burning 
UMFM, this is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Elves, and kicking things off for us tonight, that's Tulsa, Oklahoma singer-songwriter John Moreland with the track off of his fifth album, conveniently titled LP5. That was Terrestrial, which is already on my short list for songs of the year. Love, love, love the piano on that track, especially. Got a busy show tonight, lots going on as Festival de Voyageur kicks off today, and... Uh, Lots of great shows on the horizon. I'm going to be talking to Vincent Roberge, uh, a.k.a. Les Louanges, who is playing next weekend at Festival. Uh, we're going to be airing that interview that I recorded earlier this week. Uh, and I would really encourage you to go see him live, La Nuit et un Panther. We've played some stuff in the past from that record. It was on my Polaris Prize uh, ballot this past year. Uh, we are also going to be talking to another Quebec artist, Geoffroy. will be playing The Goodwill on February 25th in support of his new record, 1952, and I spoke to him about that. Uh, before we get to that, though, we're going to play something from another festival act. Andrina Turin uh, has a, a new track out. She just sent it to us this week called When the Smoke Clears. She's going to be playing at the Case Financial Group Sugar Shack on Saturday, February 22nd at 9.30 p.m., uh, coming up, this is Andrina Turan here on 101.5 UMFM. Oh 
Vincent Robert is coming to Festival de Voyageur this coming week, playing the 21st and 22nd, two dates here in Winnipeg, and joins us by phone. How's it going? Hey, doing great. So I'm excited to talk to you because I loved La Nuit en Panthère and uh, quite enjoyed Expansion Pack as well. Um, I'm curious, in terms of the tour that you're doing, or rather these couple dates, are you focused on kind of like the Expansion Pack stuff or a little of everything, or do you have some new stuff in the works? Well... Yeah, uh, I'm I'm always working on new stuff, but right now, like um, we we've been playing the album, and um, so for for such a long time, mm-hmm. and now the we we play the the extension pack a bit, mm-hmm. and like the the show is so well, I don't know how to say it, but like it's well rehearsed, and I I, I found uh, I found it to to be like uh, at its its best we try to focus on the things that we know work i saw that uh you posted uh, i guess at new year's uh on facebook that you, you know it'd been like a year and a half kind of journey with this with the record with the ep with kind of the project over that time like have you really gotten a, a full sense of kind of the 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 best set list and and the best kind of like journey that you would take people on on a live show like is that is that part of kind of like trial and error over that year year and a half yeah yeah and uh, i don't think we we still found the like the 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 perfect set list and the perfect show Mm -hmm. but right now uh i think we i I think we got a a pretty good uh, a pretty good uh, show right now now the original record, like uh, Lenoir and Panther, uh, I'm curious about kind of the the creation of it, and because it's the vibe of it is is pretty uh, like sexy R and B, and and is that something you kind of went at purposefully, or did that come about like you know as a result of making the songs and 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 fleshing them out, or like what was what was kind of the idea behind the record when you started? Well, the whole album. I basically make music that I want to hear, but and music that I I feel at the moment. There's no big agenda behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so it all came like naturally, and it turned out to be those kind of songs. Because because there's not like I'm not the the kind of artist who like writes uh, like a, like sixty songs and then picks out the the songs he wants. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more of a guy who's like, oh, I got an idea and uh, I'm stuck with it right now. So let's make a song with it and we'll put it out. 
Now you said you make music you want to hear. Is there like artists that influence this or like the things that you were listening to that, that seeped in? Like, or, or is this kind of an homage in some way? Well, I think there's a lot of influences throughout the album and the, the EP. Um, like, uh, I, I've said in a couple of interviews that like my, the first album I bought, ever bought was the uh, Demon Days by Gorillaz, which for, ooh, and that, that album for me is like, in retrospective, I think like, um, it grew, uh, it grew with me. Like, cause I bought it and I, I was young and I still have it in my car. Mm-hmm. And like in this album, you can find so much genre and styles and you get the, the, the genius of Damon Albarn, the songwriting and the words. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely like bands like Girl is, but I'm a big fan of all of the of future crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like I was listening in high school to, to that future I'm a, for me, Frank Ocean is one of the, the greatest. And uh, yeah, but I listen to like a lot and a lot of, uh, of things. You mentioned with the Gorillaz that it was an album that grew with you. Yeah. Did you give some thought to your album being something that someone else would grow with? Um, well, I, I, I gave it some thought. I already have people who, who like, since the album... It's been a, a year and a half. It already like accompanied people throughout life experience, and I. It's a bit. It's a. Well, that that's fantastic, but it's it's kind. Of, it's even a, like hard to comprehend. It's like <laughs> it's only songs I made on my computer, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but like I I absolutely love it, and uh, it shows. I don't know. It gives you a, a bit of sense of purpose, I guess, knowing that like it can affect people's lives or just just be part of people's lives. Right. Now the expansion pack. I mean, obviously, the title alone suggests that it's you know an add-on to the existing thing. Yeah. Was it songs that you had considered for La Nuit, or was it stuff that you know came about? After that, that you just felt fit with the record. Um, well, it's the songs. Um, I, I made the songs after the album. It was like the the, the songs, uh, new things I wanted to put out that I did uh, in the month following the album. But uh, the thing that I found interesting was like songs like Atomopo and uh, you, the the videos. The video shows it also. It was like just speaking about the 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 tour, all of the tours I did uh, this summer. So it it was uh, almost like a, something like a um, I don't know something to give to the, the people who, who follow me and be like that's what's happening right now, and those are songs that uh, like that I like, and I don't want to wait to and have to reinvent myself for. Uh, <laughs> whole new album. Mm-hmm. It was it was a bit like, so that's what's up. That's what I like. That's where I want to go. And here's some songs before uh, I disappear a bit and uh, do uh, the album. Do you have a timetable for disappearing and working on a new album? Well, I realized uh, 
I'm not very good at being a, what's the word? I want to say holidays, but it's not holidays. Uh, when you take a, a break. <laughs> I'm not very good at taking break. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm still working, right? Uh, like, every time I have some free time working on new stuff, but I don't want to... Like the mistake I did with the album and the the, the EP, but only for my my own experience, like human experience, mm. is to to put some uh, some deadlines, and uh, it's not very good for the for my health because <laughs> we th- there's some uh, some sleepless nights we <laughs> we had to meet those expectations. So I, I want to have uh, like and take the the the, the time. So uh, I don't know when the album's gonna uh, will be ready. Gonna be ready. Sure enough, and I know you have some dates in March in Europe. So you're already gonna still be on the road. Yeah, we. <laughs> and man, I have some also in the, in May. Mm. No, in April, and I have like the biggest shows in my that I ever <laughs> in my life, like <laughs> in between. Sure enough. Were you surprised at all that the, the, the record gained traction outside of the French-speaking community? Like, I mean, obviously you're coming to play a Franco-Manitoban fest at Festival de Voyageur, and the record is up for a Juno uh, for the French language, but it was, you know, shortlisted, longlisted for the Polaris and, and given a fair bit of buzz in English press. Were, was that a surprise to you that it resonated? Well, yeah, since, since the album is, uh, is, uh, is only in French, like <laughs> I think it's easy to hear that <laughs> I mostly speak French mm-hmm. in my day-to-day life, and I thank you for speaking English in this interview. So, oh yeah, well, that's the thing that is uh, that uh, that I, I find always funny a bit because like like maybe eighty percent of the, the the cultural content that I listen to are in English. So, like I have a bit of sense of like, I don't know pride to. <laughs> At least being able to give an interview or have a, a chat in English, but yeah, I was surprised. Even like being in Toronto and the, being approached approached by a guy, an anglophone, just just very likes the, the the album a lot. I, I think it's um, like since I, I'm a francophone and listening and listening to a lot of uh, English music for me sometimes. The the language is not that of a of a wall to to cross, but but I don't know. Uh, singing in French in an English speaking countries has always been like something you you can't do. <laughs> but um, but uh, like being to the Polaris and being nominated to the Junos, I like that a lot. And uh, if I have the chance to play. Uh, Outside of Quebec or France or Belgium, I'm gonna take it. For and sure. everywhere people want to listen to my music or book me, uh, I'll go. Well, I'm an anglophone, and I uh, I was quite taken. I I actually voted for it for the Polaris on on my own ballot. I I think it's oh, a great yeah. great record. Uh, <laughs> before I let you go, I want to get you to pick a track, whether it's off of La Nuit en Panther or off of Expansion Pack, whichever you want to choose. If you have a song, a story about the song, or some sort of anecdote, I'd love to hear that. Um, oh man, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have a, a, some big anecdotes 
uh, right now. Yeah, well, just even, even a reason you're picking that song if it comes to mind, you know? Well, if there's a song that I want to talk about, it's Parquet. Uh, uh, that is on uh, on the expansion pack uh, EP. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, uh, it's the only song that we couldn't uh, put in a video, a video clip. And it's kind of my favorite. <laughs> it, uh, like, it's sad because it's like slips a bit under the radar, the radar instead of uh, others that are like more pushed. Is it? Um, does its appeal for you kind of come from that fact that it's it's not the one that fits most easily? Well, no. Like from the beginning, <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, hey, man, that's the best shit I ever <laughs> done." But <laughs> but like when it was time to prepare, like this, this, this. There was a bit of a plan when it's time to, to, to put out the videos and, and all. We were like, oh, man, the best thing is to maybe have the one with the flamethrower. <laughs> maybe <laughs> have a big, uh, much big, uh, much more noise on the Internet. <laughs> sure enough. Well, we'll give that one a listen. Uh, Vincent, thank you very much for taking some time. Uh, February 21st and 22nd at Festival de Voyageurs. And uh, this is Le Louange here on 101.5 UMFM. Yeah, thanks. On parle de toi dans toutes les chansons Même si c'est pas vrai, t'inquiète, c'est bon Si tu veux, je te laisse partir avec tout jusqu'au refrain. Rajoute un couplet là-dessus, puis on se retrouve à la fin. Au métro-parc demain matin. De 200 mètres de haut, pourtant tu tiens dans ma main. Deux centimètres de trop en dehors du droit chemin. Mon rappelé, j'avais pas seulement soif de toi, mais aussi faim. Give it up, give it up, give it up Give it up, no, no Give it up, give it up, give it up Non, j'ai pas envie, non, 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 non Non Et j'ai des marques partout sur le corps Parfois Chanel, les prégnées dans les draps On fait le mal, je sais qu'il faudrait pas Mais ça tombe mal, je suis déjà à ta porte Et j'ai des marques partout sur le corps Parfois Chanel, les prégnées dans les draps On fait le mal, je sais qu'il faudrait pas Mais ça tombe mal, t'es déjà dans mes m'approcher du feu J'aurais jamais pensé pouvoir être de ceux Qui t'appellent tard, tard À qui tu penses fort Mais le j'ai le bric et non C'est à force de bouler ce qui passe proche, proche Ces temps-ci j'ai tendance à brûler Tous ceux qui veulent rester proches, proche Depuis des one Grande sœur de mon 
Alright, well, bringing his new album 1952 to the Goodwill on February 25th, Geoffroy is in town and he joins us by phone before he gets here. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So the album's been out for a little bit and, and I'm curious so far what the reaction is, has been to the new one. Uh, it's hard for me to say because I'm not out there in the public. I'm just trying to get on to making new music. But um, I think it's I think it's going well for me at least. Um, if you're just looking at the, the reception um, regarding the, the live shows, I mean we're uh, leaving our hometown of Montreal in two days to start the Canadian tour, um, and uh, two of the six shows in Victoria and Vancouver are already sold out, and uh, the tickets are really selling well. So people are excited to come to see the the show live after hearing it on the on the album. So that's the uh, that's a sign of success for me. Right. Yeah, no, I have to imagine that's a sign of success. You said you're already starting to work on new music, though. Uh, is that just, like, the kind of pace that you write at, or what's... Uh... Yeah, I try to not leave any time without writing because uh, it's, it's such a long process in the end, and I like to take my time to write, so I like to start in advance. Um, starting now, meaning, you know, I won't... I won't be done um, this year, probably, but I, I just like I like to keep the ball rolling. So, what is that process like for you? Like, like is this at this point, you know, kind of coming up with kind of melodic kind of ideas, or are you writing lyrics, or what's kind of your? Yeah, so uh, usually I write the um, I write the music first, and then um, lyrics on top of it, or I um, I also work with you know just guitar vocals or piano vocals and write bass tracks and then we go in the studio and produce it so there's kind of two um ways to do it and right now um i'm doing both we did some we created some ideas in the studio some instrumentals on which i'm going to lay some lyrics down and i'm also starting to, to compose on the guitar so um i'm hitting it from both angles and uh who knows what's going to come out at the end and what it's going to be um next do you have a preference between the two a- angles um, I think it's kind of easier to write, um, uh, to compose in a studio. Uh, I do, I do it with collaborators, with my producers most of the time, and there's just more brains and, and, you know, more, uh, sounds to work with to begin with, um, as opposed to composing on your own with a guitar, it's, it's really, you're at the, the bare minimum and, and, there's there's no excuses there's no you know um sounds that you can work with to uh go around anything so it's 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 i think harder to compose um a song just guitar vocals and then go in the studio for me at least um but i'm trying to do that because i've i've gotten away from that um i started as a folk singer you know as a guitar vocal singer mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to get back to those roots. Is it having like an extra set of ears or someone to kind of bounce an idea off of rather than like being on your own and having to make like that decision entirely? Yeah, alone? That's, sometimes that's very good. But that, then uh, other times you just want to trust yourself and, and not have anyone else to kind of um, comment to what you're what you're getting at. And that's maybe art at its truest form you 
are about to go on tour. You've released this new record. You're already working on new material. Do you have, like, do you find it difficult to find the energy to, to create new stuff when you're kind of repping the old stuff at this point? Yeah, definitely. And that's that's why I'm, I'm doing it in a ver- at a very slow pace. Um, most of my energy and my efforts are put towards the new show and, and making sure that show is going to be killer. And, of course, traveling all the way to the other end of the country and, and, you know, doing a run of shows doesn't allow for much composition. So um, there's a lot of breaks in that composition process Mm -hmm. due to touring, due to media attention, due to all the other things in life. But, um, but yeah. You know, it's it, you try to you try to split your your life between all the different um, you know chapters of what a career in the music industry involves. Speaking of chapters, do you look at your albums as chapters, or do you look at like individual songs on a record as like chapters? Um, I think each album um, individually um, for me is a chapter. So you'll we'll you know we'll work on the album and then we'll tour the album, and then um, after that when the cycle of that album is wrapped for me, it's a chapter that's done and I move on to another, um, whether it be an EP or an album or whatever it is. Right. Now leading up to the release in 1952, you released, uh, 21 days and woke up late. Yeah. And I'm curious what decision making or what factors went into the release of those two tracks before the record. Um, it's, it's a matter of personal preference, I think, and just the gut feeling of what's going to appeal or draw in the, the, the most people. Um, I think they're two of the most accessible songs on the record. They're a bit less somber than the rest of the record. And, um, I just really liked those songs and I had ideas for the, for the videos, um, accompanying the songs. So, uh, we decided to go along with those two, and then Fear of Falling Apart was the last single before the release. Um, and that song touches more on the the core subject matter of uh, the record, which is a bit more uh, nostalgic or somber than the rest. That sort of overarching idea for the record, was that something you had in place before you started kind of putting it together, or was that something you kind of sussed out as a result of all the songs that you wrote? It came... Um, before all the songs were done, definitely. Um, it came to me at the beginning, I'd say, of the process. Um, a bit before my mom passed, I kind of realized that 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 was what I was working on. I just didn't know at the time. And um, I got to tell my mom before she passed that um, the record was going to be about her and was going to be dedicated to her. So... Um, at some point in the writing process, the album title came to me, which is her birth year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and from that point on, it, it was just clear what I was doing. So uh, in telling her that th- this was something you were working on, was it pride? Was it like, what was her reaction? Uh, she smiled. I think it was pride at that, at that point on. She didn't have a lot of energy left and, mm-hmm. I just saw in her eyes that she was happy, but the and and proud, of course. But that that always remained, you know. At that point, she uh, um, she had a little energy and and 
had other probably other things to, to focus on um but of course my mom was proud from from day one and and probably my biggest fan, as cheesy as it sounds, but it's it's very true. Mm-hmm. The artwork, I, I noticed that in, in the lead-up, so the, the first few singles, it's all Dan Kleiman who did the line drawings. Mm-hmm. How did you come to work with him, and, and was there like some direction that you gave him for what you wanted? Yeah, it's funny because we played soccer together when we were young, and then we got um, linked up by my record label, here in Montreal and realized that we knew each other and uh, I I didn't know he had become an illustrator and a painter and I, I saw his work and I really loved it and when we decided to work together I sent him about a hundred photos of uh, my mother and my youth and, and you know with a description of what the album was about so he could really get into things and um, he just decided to outline to do drawings um sort of outlines of the photos themselves he picked like um, maybe eight or ten photos and and the drawing based of those photos and and that drawing of my mom sitting um when i saw it i knew it was the cover and we didn't need much more uh, than that i wanted something very simple and elegant and um not too obvious um, but evocative at the same time. So if you're not paying too much attention, you'll just look at the the artwork and, you know, oh, it's pretty and it's, uh, I'm curious. But if you pay more attention and you dig in, then you realize that um, that's an illustration based on a photo of my mother and uh, 1952 is a birth year. And, and then you look at the lyrics and then you understand what the concept behind the album is so there's a kind of a there's two ways to to dig into this record is that something you appreciate as as someone who comes to art yourself like that if you dig into someone else's art that there's there's multiple levels that or that there's something to kind of sift through yeah because at first you're not always ready and don't have the time to actually dig in and, and learn about the story and if you like the songs and if you like the vibe in general and then you start listening to that record more and more, then you'll kind of, you know, pay attention to the lyrics, pay attention to the to the idea behind the record. Um, you know, for example, for me, Mac Miller, the two albums he, uh, the two last albums he released before his um, passing, uh, Swimming, and then he just released Circles after mm-hmm. um, his passing. Um I've I've listened to it a lot just because it was good at first, and then I I you know got to the lyrics, um, and I got to the sto- story behind, and then um, that tragedy happened, and I really, it really it really touched me. So it I think it takes a while to get into the story of an artist, but then when you when you when you get into it, um, there's another world that opens up, and you understand the work better. Well, speaking of understanding the work better, I'm going to get you to pick a track off the record, and if you can give us a, an anecdote about the song or a reason why you're picking it, I'd love to hear that. Um, yeah, I think I'll pick Fooling Myself, and that's the last song on the record. It closes the record with um, what I wanted, was to close the record with a feeling of, of hope, because there is this tension and nostalgia and melancholy present throughout the um, and for this song, it kind of flips at the middle. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, and we worked with a choir from Montreal here to just give it this, like, very, not gospel but yes, gospel but, um, you know, hopeful kind of 
I mentioned towards the end of the song, and it's one of my favorite tracks to to play live too. So um, fooling myself. Give that one a listen then. Uh, playing the Goodwill February 25th, touring in support of 1952. Geoffroy, thanks very much for taking some time and uh, safe travels across the country on this tour. My pleasure. Thank you. Anyhow, anyways, I don't know what I'm saying. Call me out myself I don't care The young beauty mama It's all around here The young beauty mama Instead of no, I wanna care for. I want it all. 
the space between the lines I want my cup of fruit I miss my days with you Wanna stop and smell the roses Finish what we've started Waiting 
From Calgary, that is Johnny Summers with his new single, My Funny Valentine, because it is, of course, February 14th today. Uh, before that, an album that came out today that uh, flies in the face of Valentine's Day. It's a record called Not In Love. We heard Light In My Loafers, and that is by Non La. That is DJ On from Vancouver. Came out on Kingfisher Blues, the same label that released Bridal Party, uh, the Victoria Band's album Too Much last year that we featured here on Thank God It's Free Range. Uh, attention from that album, one of my favorite songs of 2019. Uh, coming up next, got uh, East Coast Band Villages with a cover of Lou Reed's Cremation, Ashes to Ashes. They'll be in town at Festival de Voyageur on February 23rd and at the Park Theatre on the 24th. And then after them, uh, Montreal folk duo Little Misty with a track from their self-titled record called Keeper. Uh, we got a little bit more here before we hand things over to After 8 Radio, but uh, keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM. Same cold black seas 
from their self-titled record that is set to drop on Royal Mountain Records. Uh, that's Winnipeg's own Boniface with Fumbling. Uh, they are playing the Festival de Voyager on Sunday, February 16th at 11 p.m. And uh, I know that's a late start, but don't forget that it's Louis Real Day on Monday, a holiday. So uh, you can stay out late and uh, enjoy Boniface. Uh, really great record. Uh, I got the full length earlier this week and really enjoying it. Uh, we're pretty much out of time here on Thank God It's Free Range. We're going to hand things over to After 8 Radio. And uh, we encourage you to keep tuning in because uh, our pal David Haynes is going to be joining Mark Lacasse on Shift a little later, uh, playing some special Valentine's Day treats as well. Going to leave you with one last track for Valentine's. This is Chicago soul group, The Devons. With Think I'm Falling in Love, it was released as a single, but uh, is now part of their full length out on Record Kicks. Catch you next week. That's what I...